Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, talking about the Tampa real estate market like we are every Sunday at 10. Andrew Duncan, and I'm flying solo today at the Duncan Duo when we aren't um, on air for all of our socials, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, you name it, we're on it. We would love for you to follow us at The Duncan Duo, uh, where we're always giving relevant real estate tips and information about what is going on, not just in the real estate market in the country, but specifically in Tampa, the things that we're seeing impacting Tampa real estate market. So make sure you give us a follow, again, at The Duncan Duo. So there was a new law that, um, that's been strongly criticized that went um, into effect uh, in the last week or so that restricts the real estate buying power of foreigners from seven countries. So this, realistically, I've had people come and ask me like, hey, tell me about this. What is it going to mean? But the legislation that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law Monday prohibits most citizens of China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, Syria, and Venezuela from buying real estate close to a military compound or critical infrastructure, including airports, ports, and wastewater treatment, and electrical power plants. So um, it makes exceptions for foreign nationals from those nations with non-tourist visas or those who have secured asylum in the state. So what he's basically done is said, um, specifically preventing China from buying real estate anywhere in Florida, um, but the other countries specifically from buying close to a military base. Now, if you aren't familiar with this, um, you know, I think the radius, I want to say it's – uh, five miles, I think, is what I saw, which puts most of Tampa, certainly South Tampa and downtown, out of uh, reach for citizens of those countries because of McDill Air Force Base. And then, of course, the airport is going to knock out some other people when you put a five-mile radius around it. Um, and then you can look at some other you know, National Guard-type things and, and all that. So for the most part, Tampa... Uh, is going to be have major restrictions on people that are these citizens buying real estate um, in in our market. Now, what does that really mean? So what I can tell you is that those countries and citizens of those countries that aren't already citizens here, okay? So certainly, um, I think we have uh, people that have dual citizenship. I know we have um, you know, people that were, uh, you know, born in Cuba and are now citizens of Florida. Um, but outside of those, the number of people in Tampa really buying real estate from these countries is infinitesimally small, is a very small number. Where um, we were really seeing the activity from, uh, and I think a lot of the activity that's being protected from China was more farmlands, like more out in the uh, you know, the countryside, land, acreage, things like that, that they wanted to prevent China from buying. Um, it, it's not really going to impact Tampa much at all, truthfully, because it was just sm- such a small segment of our buying population. However, it probably will have a greater impact in South Florida, where uh, those countries have uh, their citizens have a much larger presence of buying real estate, uh, buying in the buildings, you know, buying in the condo build, the luxury condo buildings and South Beach and all that. Those those countries are much more prominent in purchasing real estate in South Florida than they are in Tampa. So, in reality, whether you agree or disagree with the law, um, the the reality is that 
um, it's not going to have much of an impact on Tampa. So, again, um, you know, most citizens now, again, you can qualify for visas. You can go through some extra steps. But most citizens um, can't buy real estate close to a military compound or critical infrastructure, ports, wastewater treatment, electrical power plants, um, you know, of those countries. And specifically, um, he he went a little deeper with China and prevented uh, Chinese citizens from buying any real estate in Florida. So um, so whether again, whether you agree with the law or not, it's not going to have a ton of impact in Tampa, I have a little bit more impact in South Florida. Um, but the major purpose for it because there isn't a ton of activity from those countries the major purpose for it was preventing you know terror cells and you know countries that we don't agree with from buying large amounts of farmland and controlling our food cycle in Florida um out in the you know in, you know in the center part of the state so um you know so that's something that is uh now you know off the table so some some states will probably follow suit um DeSantis is obviously taking a lot of hits from it but in terms of its actual Real impact on real estate, not what will get you to click onto a news article. It's going to be pretty negligible. So uh, a lot of scams happening in moving and renting property right now. So if you're someone that is in the process of moving uh, to Florida, let's say you're down here visiting. Let's say you've come and visited recently. Let's say you're in a short-term Airbnb or a short-term lease and you're planning on leasing something soon. Um, In December, uh, Ashley Moody, Moody filed suit against a slew of fraudulent moving companies trying to permanently prevent them from doing business in the state. So there are a lot of moving companies out there right now that are scamming people that are fly-by-nights that you know rent a U-Haul truck and say they're a mover and then they take your money or they sign you into a contract and they don't show up. Um, and, and so there's a crackdown on moving companies. And so because of that, I, I want to make sure and tell you guys about two college brothers moving. They're my preferred mover, Wade, that uh, owns and operates their company, runs a very successful, legitimate business. Again, two college brothers moving. Um, so if if you're concerned with that the mover you've contacted is, is not legitimate, they're definitely the company to go to. And, and the key that I would tell you is whether or not your company is legitimate, um, look at the price. If it's really, really cheap, okay, it's probably too good to be true, um, number one. And number two, if you can't find much about them online, if you can't confirm their business license, they don't have a lot of Google reviews, um, those are those are definitely red flags. So be very cautious when you're hiring a mover right now. Another common scam that is um, you know prevalent in real estate is, is the wire fraud scam. You are seeing a lot of uh, hacks into real estate and title company emails or phishing attempts where someone will send an email that will make that will attempt to convince the consumer that the email is from me, for example, or from a title agent, for example, with updated wiring instructions uh, for a real estate closing. So they hack into a system, they figure out who a closing is going to be, and they send an email saying, hey, um, your closing is is now um, you know going to be wired to this bank, and unfortunately, consumers are falling for it. You know, in in certain circumstances, so always verify wiring instructions, not just with the real estate agent, not with your mortgage lender. Talk to the title agent and confirm the wiring instructions with the title agency if you are uh, buying or selling real estate. Because again, there are scammers that are attempting to infiltrate that process and say, hey. You know, oh, there's a change in your wiring instructions, or here's your wiring instructions. Rarely are wire instructions recommended to be sent via email. 
um, you know, we we strongly encourage verbal verification of the wiring instructions, even if they are emailed or texted. Um, that will prevent a lot of these problems. But there are scammers out there that are attempting to infiltrate the real estate transaction and convince you to wire somewhere else. So before you're going to make that large wire transfer, make sure you're verifying um, with the title company specifically that you're wiring money to what their wiring instructions are. So the last real estate scam that I want to talk to you about, because there unfortunately are um, a good amount of them, uh, the last one I want to talk to you about is the rental scam. So what some really smart scammers are doing, and this is prevalent on sites like Zillow and Craigslist, they're taking a property that is for sale, okay? And they're taking the photos and they're taking the description. And let's say this house is for sale for $500,000. And then they're putting it on all the rental websites for some astronomically low rent that I'm convinced the people that believe that the place can be rented for that are the elevator isn't going up to the top floor because it's it's crazy low. Okay. Like if you have a $500,000 house that's advertised for rent for $1,200 a month in Tampa, Florida, there's a problem. You, you should know better. Okay. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. But there are people falling for it. So what they do is they, they take all of the marketing information and then they put it up and they say, hey, I am the owner and I'm renting this property. Uh, for $1,500 a month, uh, they go and they meet you at the property or they somehow secure money from you to secure the place and then they vanish and now you've sent them your money. So if you want to verify whether or not the person representing a property for rent, now for sale, there's a lot of things that prevent this from happening because when you sell a property, it's got to go through a lot of different steps than with the, with renting a property. But with renting a property, the things that you can do to verify are number one, verify the person has a license, a Florida real estate license. Okay. MyFloridaLicense.com. You can search their name. If they don't, okay, probably a red flag. If they claim to be the owner, you can go to any of the property appraiser websites in Florida. We are one of the few states that has a complete open book with property ownership. You can look up a property address and see who the owner is. Okay. Now, um, you know, the, there are other states that, that you can't do that with. And certainly you may not be able to look it up if the person is a, you know, a politician or a police officer or something like that. Some of those are are withheld. But 99% of the people who own properties in Florida, it can be looked up on the county property appraiser website to see who owns the property. So if the person doesn't have a real estate license, strike one. Strike two is if they rep, if they say they represent the uh, the seller, you know, and they're not a real estate licensee, that's a problem because they, they kind of have to be. Uh, the, the second part of that is that you can you can confirm ownership on the property appraiser website. And if those names don't match, again, there's a problem. Now, if it's listed under an LLC, you can look up the LLC to see who the managing member is on sundbiz.org. So again, there are ways to verify this information. If you run into one of these situations, we'd be happy to help you for free. Just follow us on social media. Send us a message. If, you've, if you're looking at a property for rent, you want to know if it's the person representing it is really legitimate or not, or not, we can certainly look at it for you. Most of the time that people reach out to us and say, hey, we think this is not legitimate. It's not legitimate. If you're thinking that, you're probably right. 
Um, if it looks too good to be true, if the rent is too low, if things don't add up, the person is trying to get money from you and then and then vanish. So uh, definitely a lot of scams going on in real estate right now. And, and hopefully you can avoid the wire transfer scam and the rental scam by listening to the advice I've given here today. So again, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at The Duncan Duo, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, um, and Facebook. Just search for us at The Duncan Duo. Send us a message if you're curious about a scam, and we'd be happy to do our best to help you. So we'll be back after a quick break here on The Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on The Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And I want to talk next about this new home value tool uh, that my team is using. And look, I know there are a lot of websites out there where you can get your home value, okay? But the majority of those websites out there where you can get your home value, okay, are uh, companies that have shown that their values aren't accurate, okay? Let, let's just start with the big one, Zillow, okay? Um, a lot of people go there because they want to get, you know, the, the, the value for their home. Here's the problem with Zillow, okay? If Zillow's values were really accurate, don't you think they would have done better than losing tens of billions of dollars selling the own, their own real estate that they bought and sold? They lost fortunes of money. So you can't really trust the value that they're putting on the website. They do a great job with advertising. They've generated a lot of search, but they're, they're missing some gaps there, which is why uh, the data isn't always accurate. If you go to DuncanDuo.com, okay, just DuncanDuo.com, you type in your address, and it doesn't matter where in the country you are, okay? This doesn't have to be Tampa Bay, all right? You're going to get a home value estimate. You're going to get a report sent to you every two weeks, and we give you the human element that Zillow doesn't. Zillow can't look specifically at photos. They can't help you understand what's going on with trends. They miss a lot of school district information. Sometimes they can't tell if a property is waterfront or not. We add the human element to it. So in addition to getting the same kind of data that Zillow gets, we're blending three or four different data sources into our portal to help come up with a more accurate value for your property that can be updated, that will get updated over time with trends, but also can be updated by an individual person that can learn more about your home to help you understand its value better. Okay, so again, all you got to do is go to DuncanDuo.com. No hassle, no obligation. Doesn't cost you anything. You fill out a quick form. It's super user friendly, very intuitive. You can, you know, you can do it and share your Facebook info or your Google info, so you don't even have to type in a whole bunch, and and you'll get a home value report every couple of weeks uh, with a whole portal. Uh, to help you understand your value, what's going on in your neighborhood, when homes sell, trends that are happening, uh, and with the human element where one of our agents that is an expert in selling homes okay, can help you understand your value. And here's why I think this is just as impactful for a lot of people compared to an appraisal. Okay, An appraisal is one person's opinion that doesn't actually sell houses. Okay, So the person that's telling you that your home is worth something doesn't actually sell houses. I mean, to me, um, it, again, it's still one person's opinion, but they don't actually sell the houses. Our people that are looking at it and helping you come up with your value range actually sell houses every day. So they have real-time knowledge of what's going on in the market right now. Appraisers, a lot of times, are looking backwards. So for example, they might look at a comp three or four months ago and say, oh, this is a valid comp. 
However, the market might have been going crazy and we're seeing bidding wars and we might be able to give you a positive adjustment with your home value because we're seeing data and trends in real time, not trying to come up with a report that pleases a mortgage lender. Okay, So there's a big difference between um, market value okay, and appraised value. Market value is what someone will pay for. Appraised value is what one person following a list of criteria thinks it's worth. And again, um, you know, so DuncanDuo.com, you get your free home value report. It comes to you, at, you know, every couple of weeks, keeps you updated on what's going on in your neighborhood. Um, you get a portal. You can you can even click through, request a cash offer. You can provide information to our agents to help them evaluate and give you a better value for your property so you can stay up to date on what's going on. And we're blending all the data from the website you're already going to. So we're, we're taking all of that data and we're putting it into one format for you with this new technology partner. Again, DuncanDuo.com. Where, and we add the human element. So um, the, the other thing that I think is important to understand about, about your, um, you know, your value, I believe something is worth what someone will pay for it. You can request a cash offer and you can kind of get your immediate buyout quick cash price. Okay. And you can know that ahead of time. So for example, any home that you sell on the retail market, you're going to put out there, it's going to take some time to sell. You're going to find a, uh, a buyer for it. You're going to go through a process. You're going to jump through some hoops. There are some times where people are just, you know what? I don't, I, I want to know what my, you know, liquidation, instant liquidation value is. Okay. I want to push a button and have somebody tell me what they'll buy my house for. You can do that through our portal as well. Um, you can request a cash offer, and we go back and forth. We learn more about your home, and and we get you to a number that that you would understand as your liquidation value that you can bypass the entire selling process. So, again, you can do that at uh, DuncanDuo.com. You can go through the experience. And, again, it does not have to be local. This is a national database. So when you plug the data in, Obviously, if it's local to Tampa Bay, we can we can help you with your value. If you're not local to Tampa Bay, let's say you put in a a um, a house in New York that you own or a house in California that you own, um, and and you plug in the data, um, we're gonna patch you in with somebody in that market that can give you more relevant market knowledge. Um, you know, in the same kind of platform. So again, DuncanDuo.com, get your um, you know home value estimate. Uh, or report. And like I said, that the data is the biggest key in real estate. And some of the data portals that have spent a lot of money advertising to get your information have shown that their values really aren't that accurate because they can't be successful buying and selling homes. If their values were really accurate, they would have been able to make money selling their homes, but they sold them at estimates that couldn't be met. And they bought them at numbers that couldn't, that didn't make sense. And they averaged losing money on every single house that they bought. Um, that to me is not the place that I want to go for the most accurate data for selling my home in Tampa Bay. So uh, just again, you can go there. You can fill out your address at DuncanDuo.com. We'll be back. We're going to continue this uh, conversation and much more about Tampa real estate after a quick break on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And I am flying solo today. Uh, talking about all things real estate in Tampa Bay and in Florida uh, in the first couple segments. If you missed them, uh, we'll have videos up on our on our socials at the Duncan Duo. You can also catch our podcast um, on iHeart on, on on iHeart's app by searching for Duncan Duo. And um, we're regularly putting out information on SoundCloud. I believe our our podcast is also distributed to SoundCloud. So if you missed the first couple segments, you can find them there. But we talked about you know the um, 
the challenge with home value uh, websites and how you can get the best value in Tampa Bay at DuncanDuo.com. Um, we also talked about some real estate scams and how to avoid some of those real estate scams and the new Florida law restricting foreigners' real estate buying power and uh, and how little that impact will probably have on Tampa Bay. So next, I want to talk about another struggle for, for Florida real estate uh, and Tampa real estate right now, and it is uh, homeowners insurance. So the last few years, um, you know, we've obviously had some hits with storms. We've had some hurricanes, not in Tampa Bay, but in Florida in general, which changes the risk ratios and tolerances and also the cost of business. Look, inflation. When inflation happens, guess what? Everything goes up, including insurance. So we're seeing insurance increases across the board in both home and auto in Tampa Bay. And I, I want to give you some advice um, if you are um, you know, in the process of buying a home and you're, you're concerned about insurance. A lot of people use a mortgage lender that is not local to our market. And that is a major mistake because here's what ends up happening. You get a good faith estimate from the mortgage lender. And the mortgage lender quotes you taxes and insurance that you expect to be realistic. But the problem is is they quote you insurance and taxes that are based on the market that they live in or some national standard model. And if there's anything I know about Florida real estate and Florida insurance is that it's much more expensive than most other states for property and, and auto, of course. So what ends up happening when you work with this online mortgage lender that isn't local, that doesn't live in our market, they don't understand the norms and they're not connected to the right insurance people. And they send you quotes that you believe in good faith or close to being accurate that end up being extremely far from the truth. I'll give you an example. This week, we represented a buyer from Michigan who was using a mortgage lender from Michigan that had a Florida license. But they hadn't. They, they don't do very many loans in Florida, based on the experience we had. And this mortgage lender quoted them taxes and insurance that were astronomically low, and that had a major influence on this buyer going under contract to buy a house. When they started getting actual insurance quotes, and when they learned that our property taxes are not what their lender quoted them, uh, it completely changed the game for them to the point where they almost walked on the transaction. They almost didn't buy the property. Um, so I, I want to make it clear that if you are working with an out-of-town lender or an online lender that, and you're calling a number that isn't a local number, okay, you're setting yourself up for failure if you're trusting the information they're giving you about insurance and taxes. The only thing that you should look at from your mortgage lender when it comes to fees and costs is their fees and costs. Your principal and interest payment and the closing costs, they're going to charge you. Anything else that they put on a good faith estimate is like a throw of the dart, especially if they're not local. You want to just discard those numbers and and find insurance and tax information. You can go to the property appraiser site for the county you're looking in, like in Hillsborough. It's hcpafl.org. Um, you know, Pasco, I think, is Pasco PA. Um, you know, dot org. So you can you can very quickly Google the property appraiser website, type in an address, and they can give you the estimate of what the taxes are going to be. Okay. Insurance is a moving target. No one other than an insurance agent is going to get you anywhere close to accurate information. Every property is different and your risk tolerance is different. How much coverage you want, how much contents coverage, how much liability coverage, the age of the roof. 
uh, you could have two houses sitting right next to each other and, and even with the same borrower get drastically different quotes because of the condition of the home. So you you really want to ensure that during your inspection period of buying the property, you confirm that information on it. You get insurance quotes based on that property's actual condition and you know worst case scenarios, okay? And then number two, that you uh, do the same thing with taxes. Do not trust your mortgage lender, uh, especially a non-local one, with the estimates that they provide. I have seen home buyers choose between two lenders, and they came back and said, well, their payment is lower, so we're going with them. And when you look at the reason their payment's lower, their principal and interest was higher. They were charging a higher rate, but they lowballed on taxes and insurance. And then the client gets into the deal, is emotionally attached, gets through the process, finds out the real tax and insurance, and that payment is way more than what the other lender would have gotten for them because the other lender was real with them about tax and insurance or more accurate, okay? So when you're comparing mortgage lenders, compare only their fees, um, their, um, you know, their fees, their principal and interest payment, and of course, quality of service. Uh, I think, again, I have seen so many mortgage lenders quote rates that they couldn't really get on the market and then a deal goes south or they try an upsell and the deal falls apart and they're not local, they don't have any vested interest or they quote a rate and then can't get a loan closed. So, you know, you you get your dream house and you choose this lender because if it's a, an eighth of a point lower, you put up a 5000 or $10,000 deposit on this house and because this lender doesn't know what they're doing or isn't a very good lender, uh, you get close to closing and the lender doesn't have everything ready to go and ask for an extension. And then the seller says, nope, not giving them an extension. I don't have to. I don't want to. There's nothing in the contract that requires me to. And I've got a backup buyer willing to pay more money than you. So I have seen people lose thousands of dollars and their dream home because they were cheap going with the cheapest, the cheapest mortgage lender. And then finding out that that mortgage lender couldn't they couldn't actually close. They couldn't get to the closing table. They had a bad operation. They asked for multiple extensions. The deal falls apart because they went with the cheap instead of the best. Uh, you genuinely sometimes in the mortgage business get what you pay for. So you want to make sure that you're comparing and contrasting quality of service and faith in that person's ability to get to the closing table because they are risking you money. And is it worth it if you have two lenders and you're like, man, I really believe in this guy. He's a great communicator. His company's got a great reputation, but he's an eighth of a point higher than this guy over here. Uh, that you know never answers his phone and doesn't have a ton of reviews and looks like he got licensed last week. Guess what? You get what you pay for. The experience and service level of the lender that might be a tad bit more expensive is because they've invested in infrastructure. They have processors. They have in-house services. They have quicker underwriting so that they can actually get to the closing table when this guy over here that's only selling on price, okay, can't offer good service, costs you way more money in the end. So um, I'm sure all of you out there can think of numerous times in the past where you've gone cheap and regretted it, the mortgage lender isn't one of those places that I'd recommend it. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. Uh, when we aren't on air, make sure to follow us at The Duncan Duo. Again, at The Duncan Duo. Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, um, and Facebook. If you're someone thinking about getting into real estate, 
There are a lot of people that would say, oh, now is not the time to get into real estate. Okay. There are people out there that would say so many people are getting out of the business. I think I saw a statistic this week that the National Association of Realtors is expected in the next, I think it was the next few years. It might have even been the next year, but I think it's the next few years to lose 500,000 people. Okay. So what ends up happening when the real estate market goes from super hot to where it's at now, which is warm. Okay. It's not cold. Okay. Cold was the foreclosure crisis in the, you know, in the mid 2000s. That was cold. Okay. This is warm. Okay, so what ends up happening is real estate agents that didn't really have a good business plan, didn't know how to generate business, or didn't know how to adapt, um, and only knew how to sell when the market was really crazy hot, they start to not make money, and they don't really have a plan, so they end up going and doing something else. Okay, so um, it leaves a void, and and actually the really good companies like mine pick up some of that business and pick up agents that leave companies that don't really have a, a blueprint for how to handle a shifting market. So we are still hiring and growing. My company grew during uh, during the last downturn. The greatest year-over-year growth of my company's history happened during the downturn because we knew how to capitalize and gain market share. We knew how to train agents, and we knew how to we knew how to grind through a tough market. Okay, so while it's not like it was back then, some of the same principles apply. So if you are thinking about getting into real estate, don't let your friends deter you. Um, I got into real estate during one of the worst economic crises the country's ever seen. I've made millions of dollars selling real estate. So don't listen to the people around you telling you, no, don't get into real estate. If you have a great sales background and you're a hard worker, we want you. So go to jointheduo.com. Again, jointheduo.com. You can register for our career night. You can apply for any of our open positions. We are growing. I, I actually increased my marketing expense this year when a lot of other people are retreating. So you can register for our career night, learn more about our opportunities and how our team operates and why we're successful when other people aren't um, at jointheduo.com. But I want to touch on this in my in my last minute here for the break. Far too often, and I think when we have people applying to become real estate agents that have told us, you know, everyone in their friend group or their families telling them not to do it and to do this and do that. I think way too many people in this country listen to people. And take advice from people that have no idea what they're talking about and have not been to where they want to go. If you're getting advice from someone super successful uh, and super wealthy about money, maybe listen to it. But you know, if your broke friend is telling you not to get into real estate uh, because you won't be successful, don't take financial advice from broke people. You know, don't take don't take advice from people that aren't subject matter experts in the field that you want advice with. Far too often we do that. You know what? It's funny when when I was going through divorce, I had somebody call me and want to give me relationship advice that had been divorced four times. You know what? They're not a subject matter expert on this topic. You know, like I mean, maybe they are. They're an expert at divorce, but maybe not. You know, maybe not not getting divorced. So the point is that you know, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, don't let the naysayers deter you. Don't let the people telling you that you shouldn't do it. If you're passionate about it and you want to do it, there is a path to your success. It's just a matter of how hard you want to work. And if you want to work your tail off, we are the place for you. So, again, jointheduo.com. Register for our career night. Apply for one of our open positions. Uh, again, hit us up at jointheduo.com for that. And I'm going to be back after a quick break, continuing the conversation on the Tampa Bay real estate market. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And uh, I-, I talked about this on social media. I did a video on this. And it's interesting because when you when you talk about something on social media, uh, to get people's attention, you've got to have a hook and you get like 30 seconds, basically. You have 30 seconds to capture someone and give them some sort of tidbit of information. 
But I started the video uh, where I where I talked about this specifically with the government steals from us, <laughs> and whether you are pro taxes or con taxes, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty con. Um, you know, whatever your financial belief system is regarding taxes, um, there's something in Florida called probate that if you are elderly or you care for someone elderly and they don't make the right steps with the property that they own, property might have to go through probate, aka you're going to have to pay some extra money, you're going to have to hire a lawyer, you're going to have to go through some government process that's going to cost you money, which is where I made like the joking analogy the government's stealing from us. Because all you have to do if you don't want to have that happen is do everything right before it gets to that point. And I know it's kind of a morbid thing to talk about. Um, you know, that you've got to figure out how your property will pass to your heirs or you've got to help your parents or your aunt, your uncle, your relative, your close friend. You've got to help them make those choices so that their equity doesn't get eaten up by this process. Right. So that there are other creditors or debtors or, or things like that that are penetrating the home and then delaying the process of being able to sell the home. And, and again, uh, in some instances, reducing the net um, you know, the net profit after any any proceeds are distributed for any liens. So, you know, if you're someone out there right now that's taking care of an elderly person or you are elderly and you own real estate and you're not sure if you've set up things properly, please talk to an attorney. You can reach out to us. Uh, we'll recommend a couple of different attorneys, but you need to make sure the property will pass appropriately to your heirs and not go through probate. Okay, because you want to dictate and control what happens with your property. So if you care for someone elderly, double check this information, see what they have, look and see how the property is titled. Or is it in a trust? Is it owned individually? Um, what's on record as ownership? Um, if you're a married couple, uh, double check to make sure that you you both have talked about what you desire to happen with your interest in the property. If you were to pass, um, typically the property will pass to your your married spouse, um, but sometimes that's not what people want. So so again, what you've indicated verbally to someone, what you've told your your child, what you've told your attorney, what you've told your spouse isn't relevant. It's not going to stand up for probate. You are going to need to have documents filed, um, you know, and and handled appropriately to ensure your property passes the the way that you want it to pass um, in a probate type situation. We deal with it all the time where someone passes and someone thinks that, oh, well, you know, I inherited the property. Well, well you know, show us how. Show us what that looks like. You know, talk to, you know, let's see the documentation. Oh, I don't have any. They just told me it was mine. Uh, you have to make sure you have your ducks in a row and have everything documented when it comes to properties avoiding probate. If they don't avoid probate, um, it can cause, you know, sales to fall apart. As a realtor, we deal with sales every year where the person comes to us and says, hey, um, you know, I am the personal representative or I have power of attorney. And then, you know, they don't realize that power of attorney doesn't give them anything if the person's dead. Power of attorney only is only is valid for people that are alive. If you have a power of attorney for somebody that passed away, you, you can't be their attorney. You can't be their power of attorney for someone that doesn't exist. So um, there's a lot of misunderstandings that we deal with on a regular basis in terms of what people think they have and think they understand as it relates to inheriting or helping um, you know, an elderly family member uh, or an elderly family member themselves that are wanting to get everything set up before they pass. So to avoid the hassle, to avoid extra cost, to avoid, you know, loss of money and then hassle of money being passed to the heirs or in some instances, um, money being passed to a charitable foundation, money being fast, passed to children or grandchildren or, um, you know, colleges even we've seen 
where things just weren't properly filed, even though that's what they that that was their intent. Ended up costing extra money, time, uh, energy. So, uh, if you care for someone elderly, or you are elderly and you are a property owner, this is a, a nice piece of advice to double check everything you've got set up to make sure it's going to pass the way that you want it to pass, and that those instructions and those documents relating to your um, you know to your will or your trust or your estate are all set up and ready to go. We can recommend attorneys. We can give you a couple of options for people that we've worked with in this space to ensure that you have it set up because the last thing you want to do is think you have it set up right. And then we go through the process of selling your home. We find a buyer, we get all the way through, and then we do the title search and find out, oops, we got a problem. Um, and then you know, people have spent time, energy, money, and effort, and ultimately you might lose money and then have to spend a lot more money going through a legal process that could be avoided if you get your ducks in a row up front. So if you have questions about that, if you're concerned, if you need help with a family member, again, go to our website, send us a message from, you know, the duncanduo.com, or you can simply go to any one of our social media pages, okay? Any one of them, whatever your favorite is. If you're a Facebook person, if you're a YouTube person, if you're an Instagram person, it doesn't matter. Go to whatever one is there. Look us up at the the Duncan Duo on uh, that social channel and send us a message with your contact information. We'll reach out and connect you uh, with who we recommend to help you with that. But I've just seen it happen way too many times recently where people are losing money. It's costing them a lot of time, ex- time energy, effort, and, and costing them money simply because they didn't follow you know, the governmental steps to, to ensure the property passes the right way. So hopefully this has been helpful. Again, when we aren't on air, false on all our socials at the Duncan Duo for your most up-to-date, most accurate home value estimate, go to DuncanDuo.com. Again, that is DuncanDuo.com. And uh, I hope you have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for tuning in.